Joseph said, I depend on God's wisdom. These two guys ask him, the cupbearer and the baker, they say, hey, uh, no one can interpret our dreams for us. And what's Joseph say? God is the only one who can explain the meaning of dreams. Tell me your dreams. I'll tell you what, you can trust somebody to tell you the truth when they're depending on God's wisdom over their own, over the world's. Now think about how you know that. Because they tell the truth, they're not subjective, and they don't let the circumstances alter the message. What do you mean, Tim? Here comes the cupbearer. I had this dream. Blah, 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 blah. Joseph goes, okay, what that means is you're going to be restored. Hey, and when, when Pharaoh calls you and you're restored, don't forget me. Okay? You got it. He's a forgetter. He forgets two years. But that's okay. And here comes the, the baker. Oh, that's a great... I had dreams just like that, similar to that. You know, birds are on my head, blah, blah, blah. They're pecking away. Okay, Joseph has got now a dilemma. He knows God's given him the wisdom. Now, I could really... You know, maybe I should soft this up a little. Maybe I should just not... Well, you know... I hope it works out. I'm not kind of hazy right now because if I tell him what's really going on, he might take a swing at me. It takes courage to tell the truth. Let me back up. It takes courage to tell God's truth into someone's life. And he says, you're going to be dead in three days. Those birds are they're eating that bread. Or you're you're going to be dead in three days. He doesn't wince. He just says, look, that's what God's revealed to me. Sucks to be you. The way it is. Gets to Pharaoh. And what's it? Pharaoh says, hey, I understand you can interpret dreams. In verse 16, he says, I can't do it by myself. There's that humility. I can't do it by myself, Joseph replied. But God will tell you what it means. See, Joseph doesn't go with his gut. He doesn't go with what he's experienced. He doesn't, he doesn't go with personal interpretation. No, he defers to God's interpretation of Scripture. God's interpretation of what's going on in this dream. He wants, he's after what God is really saying to Pharaoh. Peter said this after Jesus got through teaching a real hard lesson. And everybody left but the twelve. He says, you guys leaving too? And look what he says here in John 6. He says, you alone, Peter says, where do we go? You alone have the words. You alone have the words. You alone have the words that give eternal life. See, no one is saved by your opinion. No one is saved by my opinion or clever, crafted, cliché no one is saved by what you think or you like. No one is saved by the traditional stuff and the preferences that come out of your mouth. No, people live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And listen, church, listen, Greater Alton, we got to get really good at finding what's true. Because there's so many trends and so many pressures, and so many preferences, and so many past experiences, that it's hard for God to get through those filters to get to the matter. I need your help. Where's the people that are going to go, I'm after what God says, because He alone has the words that give eternal 
life. See, people are saved by what comes out of God's mouth. In John 18, here's an example. Jesus is before Pilate. You know, they're getting ready to crucify him. The crowd's saying, crucify him. Pilate pulls him in, talks to him, and he, and he asks him, so you are a king. You're king? And Jesus says, you're correct in saying I'm a king. I've been born. Listen to this. I've been born and have come into the world for this reason. What's the reason you're here? What's your purpose? To testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to me. And then Pilate says, well, what's truth? I get the, I don't think he's asking Jesus, so what is truth? He's going, what's truth? He goes back out and says, I can't find anything wrong with this guy. And what's he do? He caves to his fear, popular opinion, popular view, and he misses the truth. Jesus, truth himself, was standing right in front of Pilate. And if I'm reading the Word of God and I'm learning from the Scriptures and Jesus can be standing right in front of me, truth can be standing right in front of me, but if I'm processing it through all these other things that are going on, I'm going to come up with some crazy conclusion that He never meant to conclude. I'm going to miss the point. Jesus, look, He says here, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. I want to make sure that people are able to come to the Father, not through me, but through Jesus. Now, he might use, he's going to use you and I, but will it be through Jesus? It'll come down to, how seriously do I look to God for wisdom? Okay, let's land this lesson. You're, some of you here are Christians. You're, you're disciples. You follow Jesus. Can God use you to save others? Is there something you need to work on? You need to adjust? Is it embracing His purpose? Is it having His desire? Is it your example? It's making it tough? Are you letting moments pass by? Quietly pass by? You see them, but you say very little, do very little? Are you looking to God for the wisdom, for the truth, so that when you do open your mouth, it's objective and clear? I remember Rex Crossland saying to me, Tim, if you could just work on being plain. I go, what do you mean? You could just don't complicate it. Just be plain. I've had people say to me a lot of times, "Why, are, Tim? You're, is your church stupid or something?" I go, "Why? Your points are so simple." And I want to go say thank you because I can complicate the heck out of stuff. I just want to know what's the Bible say. If I can get it plain, I'm after plainness. Maybe you've shared the same frustration. I just want to be understandable and plain. And sometimes I'm afraid I don't know if I've got it on right. Go to God. Look to God for this wisdom. He'll give you the words. 
He'll give you the wisdom. The Bible promises that. Maybe you're you're a Christian. You say, "I haven't. God can't use me because I'm just I'm so far out in left field." Why not rededicate your life today? Let God use you. Maybe you're someone here. Well, I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm a Christian. Well, let me give you something to think about. God saved Joseph before He could save others. He saved him out of the pit. He saved him out of out of out of sin that could have happened in Potiphar's home. He saved him out of prison. And he was able to save others. Maybe where you need to start is simply, I need to be saved. I need to make a commitment to Christ. I need to be baptized. I don't know where you are, church, but I want to tell you right now, our world more than ever is needing needing someone to let God use them to save others. Our nation needs it. Your families need it. May God bless you and help you become the kind of person God can use to save others. Let's pray together. Father, thank You for the example of Joseph. Thank You for this story. Powerful, powerful story. Father, we pray that um, that we can learn, that we'll learn, Father, that we'll, we'll not forget the great and powerful lessons we can learn from this man. Father, thank You for for loving us Desiring to see us saved so much, you would bring, you would, you would value, Father, this is really strange. You value me more than your son? Is that what grace is? You love us more than your son? That's incredible that you would let go of your son, give your one and only son, so we could be saved. And Father, for those of us that, that, that have made you Lord, that have agreed that You're Lord of our life, that have surrendered our lives to You, thank You, thank You, thank You. For those of us, Father, have forgotten You, we thank You, thank You. Remind us, Father, draw us back, draw us close again. Like that, like your, your son over the city cried over Jerusalem, like a mother hen, you want to draw us back in under Your wings. Let us cooperate. Father, um, for those of us here, that we're not even sure we're Christians or not. Oh, Father, would you answer that question? Whatever's hindering us, that we would just drop the hindrance. We would get past that hindrance. We would find a way to deal with whatever it is that's stopping us from following you, Father. Because we know, Father, there are people that you have sent us ahead, like Joseph, to touch children, grandchildren, and kids we haven't even met yet. Friends we haven't even met yet. Strangers that we'll never meet. So save us, Father. If we're not sure, Father, help us do the things that You require so You can start using us to save others. We praise You, Father, for today. Bless the rest of this day. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.